0: Back on the Young Turks, so we got a couple of great uh, interviews for you guys now. So let's get started. Joining me now is Anthony Scaramucci. Uh, he was uh, White House Communications Director for Trump for a brief period of time. Uh, he is now concerned about the president's well-being. Anthony, welcome back to the program.
1: Last time I was in my uh, summer casual, so.
0: Yeah. Well. Um, all right. Um, uh, good to see you. In I stayed
1: morning. in my. I stayed in my business finest for you, Jay.
0: All right, uh, sounds good. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, so uh, you've called the president uh, interesting names that I completely agree with: crazy, narcissistic, full blown mental meltdown, uh, etc. So, um, but uh, I'm start out with a standard question, and we'll get a little uh, more interesting as we go. The standard one is the one you've been getting all over media. Really, did he change? I mean, he was always a narcissist. You know he was always a narcissist and a pathological one, pathological liar, uh, not very intelligent to say the least, etc. So why now? Uh, what in so, your mind changed?
1: So, okay, so I, I think it's important for you and also all of your your viewers. You have to remember my position. Uh, he was my third choice. I was with Scott Walker and Jeb Bush. Uh, I was trying to be loyal to the Republican Party, and so I ended up going with uh, President Trump. And then I was a donor that got asked to do some political advocacy for him. I ended up doing that advocacy. He offered me a job. They blocked that job. And then he offered me to come into the White House as his comms director. And I could be faulted for that. I I probably let my ego get the best of me and decided to do that. Uh, And I just cautioned everybody out there. Power is an aphrodisiac, and that's one of the main reasons why a lot of people on his staff who inimically hate his guts are not willing to come public yet. And so now I get fired abruptly. I've owned the firing, uh, but I'm a loyal person. I'm trying to be kind, and I'm trying to take a high road with him, and he continues his descent into darkness. And so your viewers may not know this, but I think you do because you're a knowledgeable guy. I broke from the president on child separation. I broke from the president on the foreign intelligence denunciation in front of President Vladimir Putin in Helsinki. I broke from the president on the press. I wrote an op-ed uh, last April saying that the press is not the enemy of the people. And please stop calling them that because they are the guardians of liberty in the United States. And so I have tried to stay loyal to elements of his agenda that I like. Uh, which was the advocacy for the blue-collar people, but I also pointed out on many interviews that he has a mixed outcome for those people over the last two and a half years. And so, in our last interview, you and I, we were talking about the breaking point for me, and that was the full-on, full-blown racist and nativist statements that he was making about the four congresswomen. Now, you know, I'm a Republican. I don't agree necessarily with a lot of the things that the four congresswomen view in terms of their policies. However, they have standing in the United States as American citizens, three of which were born here. One was naturalized. All four were democratically elected to our Congress. And so for the leader of the free world and the president of the United States, who's president for all people, to tell them to come back to go back to where they came from. Okay, that is full on, full blown racist nativism. I condemned it on your show a few weeks back, as you will recall, and that became a breaking point for me. So now, right after your show, I went on Bill Maher's show, tried to defend some of the elements of the president's agenda, and then he started attacking me and started attacking my wife. Um, You know, as you know, he attacked Ted Cruz's wife and others. So you can say to me, okay, what took me so long? That's fine. But you can't break from a guy after you're abruptly fired. Uh, And I gave two years. I gave the guy a chance, and I tried to lobby on his behalf. But you can agree with me or disagree with me. I can prove to you over the last three weeks that there is something definitively wrong with him now. He is melting down evidence today. He's doctoring, which is actually a felony, a weather forecast. Two weeks ago, he's saying that Jerome Powell— and President Xi of China, who is the bigger enemy of the people. Last night, he attacked the Federal Reserve on his Twitter feed and one of the more august law and order institutions ever created in mankind, the FBI. And so he is trying to demolish the cornerstone and pillar elements of the executive branch of the United States government. He's got all acting people because he's creating this uh, inimical, revolving door around him so i couldn't take it anymore i said okay enough is enough and if you're saying to me that i am wrong for having to support him and you're saying that i made a mistake i accept that jank i own that as a human being and i wrote in the washington post i'm cautioning my fellow americans please create an off-ramp for people that now know that they've made a mistake and due to loyalty biases, confirmed biases, cognitive distance, they're having a hard time breaking from this madman. And yeah. so, again, if you want to criticize me and tell yep. me I should have did it sooner, Jank, I own all that. I accept the responsibility for that, but we can't allow this to go on any longer right. and have him have another four years in the White House. So, Andy, so that's, go ahead, I'm sorry, that's my narrative.
0: Yeah, I, no, I understand that. So, But Anthony, that leads to two uh, uh, logical questions One is the you you say all this about Trump and I I agree wholeheartedly and, and uh, would go even further but yet the entire Republican Party holds. So when all the Republican politicians in the House and in the Senate still back Donald Trump, aren't they equally responsible for all yes. the things that he's doing?
1: Oh no, I believe that. They they this is they're creating a pottery barn like situation in the United States. Remember what Colin Powell said to George W Bush, "Don't invade Iraq. If you break it, you're going to end up owning it." The Republicans in order to hold power are now breaking the system. Okay, they they are now challenged to be working for supporting and endorsing a full-on demagogue and just use me as an example. If I agreed with eight out of 10 things or nine out of 12 things, that's not enough for Donald Trump. You have to agree with 13 out of 12 things uh, to be in his good graces. And that's why you see all of this aggressive play acting on television. And so so I, I'm just telling you, and I've talked to many people on the Hill, many people inside the administration, lots of former administration officials. Uh, if you don't come out, And admit the truth. And remember, we're one year from the anonymous letter that was posted in the New York Times. That was posted effectively a year ago this week. And, you know, I I don't like that letter for a number of reasons, because I think it's an act of cowardice not to speak directly and candidly and put your name on it. But there are many people inside that administration that feel there's something seriously wrong. And just for the aphrodisiac of power or to hold on to power— not to admit it, I think this is gonna create a potential tragedy for the United States.
0: So now that brings us to uh, the second part of that logical question. Well, now why don't the Republican politicians break with them? So one part is inside the administration, power and fame and wealth, etc. But yeah. inside of Congress, they're scared. They're They're not scared that Trump is gonna yell at them on Twitter. They're scared that their voters are going to throw them out. They're gonna get primaried, what's happening to Justin Amash now. So aren't the people who are primarily culpable here, the actual Republican voters that have seen all of the madness of Donald Trump and still love
1: him? Well, I mean, I think there's, I think that's true. But I think if you're a statesman and you're gonna put your country ahead of your political leanings or even your power base, I mean, somebody asked me, well, I'm, doing this for publicity. I'm not doing this for publicity. This I need this sort of publicity like a hole in my head. I could just go back to running my business and stay out of public life. I was doing great uh, before I entered this nightmare. Uh, I don't need that. Uh, I, I love my country and it's a matter of patriotism now over partisanship. And so uh, you got to applaud people like Justin. There will be more people. Uh, but, you know, look at Senator Graham. Uh, he denounce the president. This is the cycle with Trump. He denounced them. The guy wins. You're trying to figure out a way to like him. Uh, And now Senator Graham's approval rating in South Carolina has gone up, and he wants to stay in power. But down deep, he's got to know that there's something seriously rotten and seriously wrong with the president. So as it relates to the voters, I have a different take on the voters, Cenk. The voters are passionate middle class and blue collar people that feel that they have not had an advocate in Washington in three or four decades. And so they're clinging to the president uh, because he is their avatar of anger. He is the one that's smashing into the system. And it's a system that they feel has not been fair to them for three decades. You know, And, and you can agree with that or disagree with that. I was on 26 campaign stops with candidate Trump. And I saw the economic anxiety in the system and the economic angst and desperation. And I'll point out, many of those same people were also seen at Bernie Sanders rallies. There were only two candidates in 2016 that actually saw that angst, okay? That was Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump. And so they had different policy proposals to fix that problem. Uh, But that's the truth about it. And that's why they're clinging to him almost in a cult-like way, uh, and that's why they're willing to curve their personalities or uh, have a reality distortion field around all the lies and all this other stuff because they feel that they don't have anybody that's speaking to them with a voice where they think they can be helped.
0: So I, I think that that's at least half true uh, and and uh, establishment Democrats still don't understand that and they uh, push people like Biden at their peril. That just say, "Oh no, don't worry, donors, we're gonna keep everything just the same and it's a disastrous course. Uh, but uh, there's a giant difference between Bernie Sanders and, and Donald Trump. Bernie Sanders actually means it, and of course Trump doesn't. And so when, I mean, you talk about blue collar voters, he hasn't done anything for them. Uh, and okay, instead-
1: Okay, but what was, what was half true though? You said that some yeah. what I was saying was half true, so what's the, what's the false
0: part? The, the other reason why the Republican voters, uh, so half the reason is because I like what you said, an avatar of anger. That's totally true. And their right to be pissed at the establishment, both Republicans and Democrats. But the other half of the equation is they don't like Latinos, blacks, Muslims, etc. So when he attacks Ilhan Omar, they love it. They chant, send her back, etc. So you're leaving that part out because it's okay, thing.
1: Well, all right. Well, well, no, I'm not leaving that part out. Let's address that. I found that to be absolutely disgusting. And on your show, the last time that you invited me on, I said that was full on racism. No, no, Anthony, and I, know, I know
0: you so, did. I know so I, you did. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. No, no, no. Look, I wanna be clear. And you said it earlier, yeah, I'm and you're right. I'm not,
1: ignore, I'm not ignoring that, though. No, I you're not your,
0: ignoring your, Trump saying right, it. But right. what a lot of the folks are ignoring is that the Republican voters love that. That's They didn't pick Trump despite that. They beat yes, Trump okay, because of that.
1: Well, I accept that, and I would add something to it. I would say that he has created a license to expel that anger and a license to create that hate. We also have a full-on terrorist situation going on in the United States. It just happens to be domestic terrorism where people are are the, the mass shootings are up exponentially. Uh, as a result of this racial divide and the full-on expression of anger. And so the president has used the bully pulpit to do a lot of bullying, and he's also used it as a channel of ventilation for people uh, to have a full-on license to, to do these sort of very nasty and very violent things. And so, again, you asked me what the red line was for me, what was the point of breaking from him? And, and and that that got to the point where it's like, this is totally unacceptable. And as I pointed out to others, the first name of the country is United, okay? And we can't have the leader of the free world and the leader of this great country being this disunifying. It is, it is a despicable thing, and we have to speak out against it. And whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, we now have a clear and present danger to the society. So whether- we like each other, or you don't like me because I supported Trump, or you like this, or you don't like that. We gotta get it together, and we have to work very, very hard to defeat him.
0: Yep. Well, uh, we totally agree on that. Uh, we're out of time. But Anthony, uh, don't worry. You're gonna get a lot of cavalry behind you in the Republican Party uh, once the economy crashes. I don't want it to, but I think it's going to.
1: Well, I don't, I don't want it to either, but that's right. exactly what will happen. As soon as his poll numbers start dropping, and I wanna predict this again on your show, because I've said it a few other times, he's dropping out of the race, okay? As soon as that economy cracks a little and his poll numbers slip into the low 30s, high 20s, he's not gonna stay in that race. And so you're, you're gonna have to get another competitive Republican to run against whoever the Democrats are putting up. And,
0: and then you're, you and I, I think, might literally be the only two people uh, in the country saying that on air. I totally agree. Uh, yeah. He, he's I a mean, coward. It's, it's, he's gonna run. He doesn't wanna get humiliated. 100%.
1: Hey, he hasn't come after me once on Twitter since the first attack, because, you know, I mean, the guy, I mean, he attacked me three times over a three day period of time. Now he stopped because I'm not a politician, Jack. I know how to handle myself. No problem. OK, you want to come after me? You're like a rich kid from Manhattan. OK, I grew up, you know, reasonably poor on Long Island. I have no problem taking this guy intellectually or on a number of different multiple multiple layers. And so we'll work on it together. And whether you whether you like Republicans or dislike Republicans, we got to get it together to defeat this man.
0: All right, Anthony Scromucci, thank you for okay, joining good, us on The Young Turn. Good to
1: be on, man. Okay, right. God bless you. All right,
0: bye bye. All right, right when well, we come back, a uh, totally different guest, Flame Monroe, a uh, transgender comic uh, who is super brave and strong and funny. Uh, I saw her on Netflix. I think she's fantastic. You guys got to meet her. Come right back, and let's do that. All right, now joining me in studio, Flame Monroe, Uh, and uh, she is a unique character. I saw her on Netflix in uh, Tiffany Haddish's uh, They Ready. Uh, I was watching, honestly, for Ida Rodriguez, uh, who is a TYT regular, and she was fantastic. Then I kept on watching, and I saw Flame Monroe. And I thought, Jesus, Lord mercy, she's strong, I like her. (laughs)
2: <laughs> okay. More than you know, Jake. More than yeah. you know. <laughs> Thank you for having me on the show. I'm glad you enjoyed the show. All my ladies were great on They Ready. They were all fantastic. Yeah. Everybody did their thing. But yeah, no, you lived up to your name. You lit that place on fire. <laughs> um, we've been trying to do that for years. So everybody, just continue to fan the flame because it is very hot right now, Jink. <laughs> I brought you a fan too, Jink. Before they oh, you. I'll give you, you. a fan lesson later because you know you we white get- people. It takes white people just a little bit longer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and whatever I am, but anyway, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I have. You have. I have the uh, issues on race and uh, that you have on gender. Nobody knows what I am. <laughs> they don't know if I'm white, brown. <laughs> the other day, even my daughter thought I was. She's like. Well, weren't you part of the civil rights movement? I said, why? She said, You're black, aren't you, Dad? <laughs> I was like, okay. We all a little
2: something. I just I just happen to be something else. <laughs> yeah, I um I, I think we make a whole lot of big to do about this whole sexual thing and race thing and you know, we all racist to some to some aspect. Everyone, I believe, that is just if, even if it's a smidge. And so, and you, if you tell yourself that you're not, you're lying to yourself. Because even children see color, but children learn hate from the home that they grow up in or the environment. Because my children, I am the most abstract dad in America. My kids thought that men without breasts were strange. So yeah, for the first three or four years, I was able to fool them. We can't do that anymore. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 what you make it. You know, I, I'm not going to argue about that. So Flame, you're. So let's break it down. Okay. okay
0: yeah. So uh, do you? What do you consider yourself? Let's. Because I know you don't love the titles, and you talk about it in your uh, comedy show, etc. But what would you call yourself? Are you, First of all, transgender. Is that right? I am right? a
2: comedian that happens to be transgender. That's right, I'm also okay. a black man. I'm also a dad. I'm a parent. Uh, I've been a lot of things, but. Uh, I'm here, and I'm relevant, and I have a story to tell, and I'm going to tell it. And you're bisexual? Mm, I haven't bought it in years. Yeah. No, I'm very attack, attracted to very masculine lesbian women or trans men. That is my get down. Fascinating. I'm breaking it down too. Oh Yeah, you're so breaking the, it down. So let me paint the picture <laughs> for you, like okay, uh, Miss right. Sophia from uh, The Golden Girls. Yeah. So the women that I am attracted to are very petite, small- but they look exactly like men. Some of them have had top surgery, but never the bottom surgery. They treat me like a woman for 23 hours a day. They treat me like I am their wife for 23 hours a day. Uh huh. Okay. I'm gonna all let, you right. let you marinate on that last hour. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody gotta do it. Might as well be me.
0: <laughs> okay. Who doesn't love flavor?
2: Uh, okay. Anyway.
0: So. All right, so uh,
2: the last hour, you guys are doing different things, that's how you got three kids. You have three kids. Three kids. And they're your natural kids. They are my natural children, the old fashioned way. Yeah. I was on the rhythm method, but my dance have been off for years. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so wait up now, were they all by from one woman or no? No, I have two different kids, mom. My son is one woman, and my daughter's is by the love of my life. I was in love with this woman like you wouldn't believe, and it just didn't work out. So, But they're both named Tasha, so it was easy to keep the name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We didn't make it difficult. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah, yeah. Well, there's one thing that you've been consistent on, it's loving Tasha's. Uh, so, okay. It's a so, fetish, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, a transactional woman who's into butch lesbians would have the fetish of Tasha's, obviously. Well, you know they always have a
2: different name, <laughs> Tasha be the, the government name, but they always have a real hardcore name. like. T monster, or you know something, T bone, something, something inviting, something (laughs) invited. I like to be invited, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) You don't want to come uninvited. Uh, Oh, oh, that was a joke
0: there. But this is family TV. Okay, where we at? This is a ride. Okay, so now when you were with Tasha and Tasha, Mm -hmm. they. You were already transgender. Yes,
2: I've been trans. I've been. I lived my life as a woman from the age of 21 until 35 because mm-hmm. I had my first baby at 37. Yeah, and so what was their sexuality? What were Tasha's sexuality? They were both lesbians. So Very masculine, hardcore, but they used to come to see me. I hosted the shows in Chicago. I'm from Chicago originally, and I hosted the underground club, the drag shows, for 17 years successfully in the city of Chicago. So I had a lot of fans, and people would know me, and they would come out on a Monday night in a blizzard at- 20 20 uh, 20 feet of snow 16 degrees below but they would come 300 strong on a Monday night to see flame so we I ran Chicago Chicago I also ran away from Chicago as I got a broken heart I didn't know how to deal with it so I just came to California
0: okay well we're happy to have you <laughs> okay so uh, so I hear you on that so uh, now you don't mind being g- any of the pronouns that are used.
2: So that's different because most, most trans uh, women do. And when I say that, I think that we make way too much way too much of that. Let me don't disrespect the girls who have fought for years to be addressed as Miss or Mrs or what have you, or the men who have been uh, fought to address being called Mr. But It's what you make it, because a slip of the tongue, if you accidentally call me flame flame, sir right now, and me and you were talking about some cute girl in the lobby, because I still see the cute girls, and the dude in me still shows up to say. Look, did you see the butt on her? You know, and and so if I'm talking to you like that, and you feel like you're talking to one of the fellas, and say he, that's fine for me. But if we see some other body else, and I'm like, oh my god, who is that guy right there? And I touch your hand, and I make you feel like you're talking to a woman, and you say she, that works for me. It is not this big deal that we have to go crazy over pronouns and interjections and conjunction junction. What's your function? Yes. Live your life, accept who you are. I know who I am. If you would have called me Mr. Him, sir, I still know who I am. You don't put a label on me and I take it. What yeah. I do is throw it back at you.
0: Yeah, so Flame, uh, when I watched the special, mm-hmm. uh, there's two things I loved about uh, your performance. One was how funny it was. Oh, and thank you. And and two was the obvious exuding strength. Like so, what I got out of it was here's a person who uh, has the courage to to be herself under any and all circumstances. And so it actually made me uh, proud to be an American. Oh,
2: okay, I'll take that.
0: Yeah, I'll take that. Because I thought, I mean, if if in America we're not free to be us. What, what's the point of the
2: country? Well, if we don't go down and vote right now and make some changes, we won't be free to be us. Because this current administration is trying to do away with us. And I'm not talking about to the LGB, I'm talking to my trans brothers and sisters, make it happen. Stand in unity and stand in solidarity or we're gonna be screwed. Um, I don't know where my strength come from, my grandmother, I don't have to say it. But like I told you, Jake, I hosted the show for so many years. So what you all saw me doing, Chicago knew for years. But we didn't have the internet, we didn't have social media, I'm just telling my age. So we didn't have any of that. So you all are just getting a taste of you haven't even got the flame yet. I was very watered down and pigeonholed for that show, but rumor has it I'm gonna get an hour deal and they gonna let flame be flame. <laughs> Baby, I'm gonna take y'all on a ride like you've never seen. (laughs) Be careful of the speed bumps. They got a lump in them. (laughs) I'm gonna let you sit on that, Jake. Okay, well,
0: (laughs) that would be a different thing, wouldn't it? Okay. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, and then I read something a little heartbreaking. I wanted to ask you about that. You, uh, You talked about how the comics for a long time, your fellow comics, didn't support you. And I was both a little surprised by that because they're supposed to be rebels. They're supposed to think outside the box, right, yeah, and well. challenge uh, conventional thinking, etc. And it kind of broke my heart that you'd have a great set and and they and they not wouldn't support. Not a fist bump,
2: me. not a pat on the back, but you know what, Jake? Because I wanted to do this and it was in me, so. I didn't know no other way. You know, I, this is what I want to do. You know, I got into some altercations with some comics, never physical, just verbal altercations, and I never backed down. And I'm I'm going to be here now. Whether you decide to move on or not has nothing to do with me. So hopefully, I have knocked down the walls for anybody else who wants to come into the world of stand up, and you look different, but so now you don't have to explain that you're a different person. All you have to do is show up and be funny. I took the beatings for everybody. Some of them I actually enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop her. Okay? Uh, i say she didn't start yeah, the fire. He her, and she, very good, Shane. Yeah, well, oh, you my know. God, you don't get a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let me say before I go, thank you, Tiffany Haddish. Thank you, Wanda Sykes and Paige Howard from Pusher Productions. They believed in me they beat me like a runaway slave to make sure that I was ready for the <laughs> stage. And I was ready. But you get in your head as a comic, and you don't want to go too fast, and you're pacing, and you're breathing. They were wonderful. Tiffany Haddish, stay true to her word. I love that woman with everything in me. The he and the she in me adores you, Tiffany Haddish. That was a good fat girl right there in the blue dress. <laughs> By the way, that was Netflix's idea for me to wear that dress. The really? next dress will be way more scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got
0: to ask you one last thing. So, in your set, you talk about how different races and guys, mm-hmm. etc., react to you, and that most folks don't know. And I'm actually kind of blown away by that. So, not. I mean, you look great, but it's to
2: me, it's fairly clear, right? No, 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 I say most folks do know about me. Now we do have some very convincing girls in this life that you would never know. I was never fortunate to be one of those girls. I was never young and you always knew that there was something wrong or something different, don't say wrong, Frank. No, something yeah. very different. So, And I embraced that, it saved me probably because a lot of girls who fool guys, I've never had that situation. You knew, cuz I, I still don't understand how you fool a man. This do not look like that ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. In the dark or in the light. This do not look like that. I mean, <laughs> but you talked about a football player and he, you know, those he. Were, those were just jokes. Oh, Family TV. All look right, at him trying to get right. my <laughs> secrets, child. Oh, the <laughs> white folks always want all the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, those, were, some of those stories were very true, intertwined. It didn't play out like that, but it's always. A truth is always funnier than uh, than fake. Yeah, so I just yeah saw that's the truth. definitely
0: true. All right. I didn't,
2: I didn't have to run away, but and it wasn't even five thousand. It was like thirty five hundred. But shh, don't tell them about it. Okay. <laughs> <even just> <laughs> Uh
0: All right, listen, you cannot contain the fire that Flame Monroe has started okay and, and and it's true I mean in a lot of ways she's a trailblazer and so if you're transgender you get into comedy uh she let the spark for you come on in come on in. Uh, the the water is warm and okay? you'll
2: feel like like J- Jake you'll feel like an American I should run for office well there you go uh-huh. well why not all you, my secrets is out yeah, I' even right. show, I'll even show my taxes <laughs> how about that <laughs> 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 all right
0: flame thank you, you're Jake. Awesome. I thank appreciate you thank, thank you. you so much all right. All right, guys, uh, we're not done yet. We got a, a whole uh, post game uh, with the, for the members. So Anna's gonna come back, tyt.com slash join and become a member and we'll see you there.